Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, you may notice this is a very long episode, a, a very special and long episode of The Menschwormers. Uh, we had our whole episode taped, and we got an opportunity to interview Team Israel catcher Ryan LaVarnway uh, that we couldn't pass down. So there's an interview with Ryan at the top, uh, and then it will be our normal episode, including a head-to-toe analysis of the Team Israel World Baseball Classic roster. Uh, so please tune into the interview with Ryan and then the rest of our episode. Well, hello, everybody. Um, really exciting times here on the Menchwarmers. Uh, as we get closer and closer to the World Baseball Classic, we've been trying to bring you the most exciting stories and guests that we can. And um, where there's a Ryan LaVarne will, there's a Ryan LaVarne way. Yes. Ryan, welcome to the show. I've never heard that one before. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'm happy, happy to be new. As long as I can get some... That's really the end of my material. So the next 10 and 15 minutes will just be the two of you. Yes, and if you if you happen to hear my eight month old daughter babbling in the background, I am on daddy duty as we record this. So please forgive me. No, no problem. We're all uh, parents of young children and have dealt with uh, children wandering into the back of the podcast at times. We, we really do appreciate your time. Um, you mentioned off the air that you're getting ready in just a few days to uh, fly out to WBC camp. Uh, where's that taking place this year? We are meeting in West Palm Beach or Jupiter, where the Marlins do spring training. Okay. We'll have two practices, two exhibition games, and then we rock and roll. Who are the uh, exhibition games against? Is it like internal or are you guys playing uh, other teams? I believe it is against the Marlins spring training team and then the Nationals. But nice. if I'm wrong, don't hold my feet to the fire. No, that's great. Um, I was just, you know, in preparing for this interview, I was watching some clips from the 2017 uh, World Baseball Classic that you, of course, participated in uh, as a member of Team Israel. And it was at times sort of jarring seeing how cavernous and empty the stadiums were uh, where you guys were playing. Like, uh, I watched a clip that you hit a home run, I think, against Taiwan. And there were like two people in the bleachers, you know, walking over to go get the ball <laughs> kind of thing. I'm sure there were there were people in the, you know, behind home plate uh, area. But for some of those games, it was sort of empty. And I feel like um, these Team Israel games, you know, whether it's a, a scrimmage against the, you know, the Marlins spring training team or the actual games themselves uh, at Marlins Park in Miami are going to be pretty well attended. I think I think you guys are going to be fan favorites for a lot of those games. I think you might have seen a clip from the only game that wasn't sold out. <laughs> oh, wow. OK. When Fair we enough. played Korea, that was definitely a sellout crowd. That was an unreal okay. environment. We played the Netherlands in game three, I believe, of the first round. And that was a great crowd. And okay. then we, when we went on to Tokyo for the second round, every game was sold out. Fair fair enough. The, the Tokyo, yeah, the Tokyo ones for sure. Um, but I just so, mean that I, I do think it'll be a pretty, you know, heavily uh, Jewish crowd and, you know, Team Israel favorite uh, crowd down in Miami. Hopefully. That, that was like when we played the qualifier to make it into that 2017 tournament. And the right. qualifier was in Brooklyn. Felt like a home game. <laughs> yeah, I, I it is. Um, there are probably as many Jewish baseball fans in Brooklyn and Miami combined as there are in Israel, or there were in Israel before 2017. Nowadays, thanks to you and the team, that's certainly changing. But this is just to get some, you know, context. This is your third appearance, uh, sort of in a cycle for Team Israel? Yeah, the unless you count the the qualifier in 2016 as a fourth. Um, right. That that 2017 tournament, in the qualifier, and then the Olympics in 2021, as it was, and and now this. Um, we recently, you know, us, like many other 
uh, Jewish sports fans were captivated by the article you put on your website. Uh, I think it was about a, a month ago um, about how much how meaningful it is for you to represent Team Israel. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, and and that was not something that I saw coming when I first signed up to play for the team all those years ago. I was not connected with my own Judaism. I'm not a religious person. Uh, I was born and raised a proud American citizen. Sure. Uh, and I had never even been to Israel when I signed up to, to play for the first time. But what, what it's come to mean for me was playing in that tournament in, in 2017 and the trip we took to Israel. I found myself as a man. I found myself as, as a Jew. And I found my love for baseball all over again because I was at a low point in my career when that tournament took place. So it was, it was super meaningful to me and it's not something that I, I take for granted now. And especially right now, like I'm very aware of what's happening in Israel and, and the, the horribleness of it. But sure. just like when something happens in America and there's a, a mass shooting or something that happens horrible here, or you didn't vote for the particular government that is in office for those four years, that doesn't make me less proud to be an American and and the, the things happening currently in Israel with the government and and the tragedies don't make me any less proud to be, represent mm-hmm. Jewish people and the country of Israel. I think we'd agree it's greater than the the country itself as more as the concept of what it represents. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's been it's been amazing to see uh, for you and other uh, members of Team Israel how it has uh, really connected you to you know Judaism, your roots, uh, the country, um, and making that connection. And now I, I it, it seems like. You know, this team is returning a fair n- number of people who played on the 2017 team uh, and the 2020 team. Are you, are you excited to, to see your buddies again? Is it like going back to camp? Like, is it is it exciting <laughs> to, to, to go see your teammates uh, from Team Israel? I, I'm the most excited to see Josh Zide, who will be okay. the pitching coach pitching for coach, this yeah. team. Him and I became best friends through this experience. And, and we talk almost every day. Uh, we're very tight. Um you know, he's involved in things going on in my family and vice versa. So I'm super excited to to hang with him, but the rest of the guys as well, because before the 2016 qualifier, I walked in there thinking this was a great baseball opportunity. And I was right. so excited to play in this worldwide tournament, the world championships of baseball. And I saw it as my only opportunity to get in the game. And it was Josh who spoke to the group who said this you know, in 2013, when we tried to qualify, I was the guy that blew it. Okay. And we missed the, the qualifying and it's eaten me up inside every single day since then. It's the biggest disappointment, yada, yada, yada. And it really started hitting home for me right during that conversation that this is bigger than just a baseball tournament. This is more than us being guaranteed three games and a flight to Korea. It, right. Pe- this is the highlight of people's careers. And, the, and fan, you know, we have the chance to build a fan base and we have a chance to grow a sport that really doesn't exist in Israel right now. So I'm hoping that I can be one of those guys this time around for the new players we have on the team. That's you know, great. I, it, sorry, it's interesting to, I was just going to say, it's interesting to see the breakdown of the team that there's, you know, uh, there are a few guys like you who are, who are real vets who have been through. Uh, you know, the major league process and uh, through the international baseball process. Uh, you know, there, I know Shlomo Lippitz is on the, uh, you know, the backup pitching squad. If you guys make Shlomo. it, around. <laughs> but I'm sure he'll be there. But he's the he's the second oldest player in the whole tournament and, you know, has been with Team Israel Baseball, uh, you know, for for many, many years in, in some some capacity. And and there's guys who are coming up who are, you know, prospects who are recent draft picks, uh, you know, who have their careers ahead of them, who I think I, I, I imagine are going to learn a lot from you guys both about 
what it means to be a, a ball player and what it means to be a, a you know a member of Team Israel and represent that represent that team. I think you need a good mix. You need the older guys uh, that have been there, done that, to to maybe set the tone. But you need the young guys. You need the energy. You need the uncertainty. Um, you need the fire that comes with being young and having something to prove. Um, I'm hoping that it'll be a great group. And I, like I said in, in my blog post on my website, I hope we can punch above our weight because the pool that we're in is ridiculous. <laughs> it, it is. It is ridiculous. Like last, I, certainly last time around, like, uh, you know, I didn't, I don't know if a lot of people had, had a lot of money on you guys beating the Netherlands or Korea, but you did, but, but it wasn't, uh, you know, Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico <laughs> and Venezuela. I, I again, I, I think you guys are going to surprise a lot of people who, who haven't been paying much attention. Uh, I read, I read earlier that apparently uh, Buck Showalter ha- has uh, has money on, not literally, but he's predicted Israel is going to surprise some people and, and come out of uh, come so. out of the pool. Um, regardless, uh, I think that it, it'll be a good time. We'll show what we've got, and hopefully, we we'll make people proud, regardless of the outcome of the games. So I, I want to talk about your life a little bit you know this is an auditory medium so not everyone can see what i am seeing but in ryan's <laughs> office sort of behind us i count 16 sorry i count 18 baseball helmets um of all different teams and organizations you've played for um first question which of them is your favorite helmet and second of all the cities you've played in which has the best deli which has the best deli that's very specific or Jewish food. You can pick any Jewish food you like. Uh, looking at the helmets behind me, I like the. I love. I've always loved the Baltimore Orioles logo with the bird and the white. Sure. The two tones. Oh, it's beautiful. And that one's got pine tar on it still from when I wore it in the game. Nice. I love the old the old uh, uh, Cincinnati the C from the Cincinnati. Um, I got a lot of them. You know, the one from the Olympics is over here on this side. That's mm-hmm. got a special place, obviously. Are, are there Team Israel gloves behind you? Yeah, those are. This is the one I, I wore for the Olympics, and this right. was another custom one we had made that didn't fit, but it looks cool. Yeah, That's, I mean, it's extremely cool. Very two uh, two blue uh, two blue gloves. Uh, what what you cannot see very nice. in your view for the two of you that are on camera, or for any of you that are listening, <laughs> is directly behind my head. Is I have all my minor league championship rings and my World Series ring, and then above that I have the bottles we popped of champagne after the world series oh, wow. and all the guys on the team signed them. So that's, Oh, nice. that's amazing. That's nice. Yeah. I noticed I could, I could see a wine bottle there, but I, I didn't quite get this. So you've, I mean, you've been playing professional baseball for a very long time. You've played all over, you know, you've seen a lot of guys for our audience. If there are a couple of players to watch on team Israel, who are you the most excited to play with? And who do you think, you know, could really have a breakout tournament? Oh, man. Uh, well, Jock Peterson is someone that I don't know yet, but I am very excited to meet. Um, mm-hmm. Everything that I see about him, everything that I hear about him is just incredible. When he went to Atlanta and came out with the pearls mm-hmm. and came out with that letter in the Players' Tribune, I think it was, where we just might be them MFers. Right. <laughs> I am so excited to meet this guy. First I think he's going to bring he's going to bring some real attitude to the team. It's going to be great. Uh, I hope he does and I hope that it, some of it rubs off on me. <laughs> uh, and then somebody that I played against last year in the minors that I think people should get excited about is Matt Mervis. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mash. He this is, guy uh, is the real deal. Uh, when he was up at the plate and I was catching, he was like, "Hey man, you got to get me signed up with Team Israel. I really want to play." Oh, like, wow. I was, like I was the gatekeeper and I was like, "Oh, I'll make a call." 
And then he won like Cubs player of the year and we were begging him to play for us. So it ended up being maybe a match made in heaven, but this guy's going to be the truth. He's going to be, you're going to be hearing his name for a very long time. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. I remember, I you know, this is just a personal story. I was at the 2019 Cape Cod Baseball League Championships. Um, I just was at a game that was happening, and he was playing first for Kodawit or, or Harwich or whatever team it was in. And he's he's just massive. Like he, there is big not, boy. yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah. Um, and and you know, it's nice to see. Like, you know, I don't want to be stereotypical, but people don't often think of Jews as the biggest and strongest of people. Um. And, and, you know, it's going to be nice to see. Yeah, and hopefully hit some homers. And hopefully yeah. he, he mashes some taters, mashes <laughs> some Lutkas. Can we call them Lutkas? Is that a thing? <laughs> Can you take that to the team, say that we we came up with it? A mashed tater is a Lutka. Anyway, en- enough of that. Uh, so that's an interesting story about about uh, Matt Mervis talking to you about joining the team because, um, you know, we spoke, uh, uh, this is ages ago now, but we spoke to Jonathan Mayo about, uh, you know, putting some of those early Israel baseball teams together. And a lot of the difficulty was just sort of trying to figure out who is Jewish in the first place. Um, you know, and there's there's guys like Ty Kelly who uh, the name isn't really giving you much. I, I, I would say you're probably in that camp as well. I know, I know your dad's not Jewish. Uh, so your, your last name isn't like a stereotypically Jewish one. Um, how did you get found out or how did you become discovered? I don't mean it in a bad way, but, uh, how did you first um, get involved with, uh, I got asked to play for the team. I got asked to play for the 2013 qualifier. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I said, yes, of course, but I was in the big leagues during the qualifier and they just missed. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that was a long time ago now. I don't know how they found me, but I'm glad they did. How you got clocked. Exactly. I, something that, that. Uh, I don't remember if he said it to us or he said it and said, there's an interview with Ike Davis where he talks about, you know, once you appear on team Israel and people know you're Jewish, you have fans in every single city you go to. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter where you play, but somebody's going to say that guy's Jewish. I'm Jewish. I like him. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, what I can tell you the best story about that is that I'm on, I'm on cameo oh, and sure. <laughs> about 99% of the cameo requests that I get or for somebody's bar mitzvah. Oh, that's wonderful. That's fantastic. Yeah. Happy, uh, hey, heard heard you're a baseball fan. Heard you're having a bar mitzvah. Congratulations. My, uh, that's we'll keep, my we'll keep that in mind for our 13th year of podcasting. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, or my son's bar mitzvah, if and when, you know, uh, uh, you are still on Cameo. Um, but that's a pretty good pluggable for, for you to plug on this episode. I noticed you also have your own podcast. Can you talk about that? I do. Uh, I I never thought I w- would w- want to have one because I didn't think I had a lot to say, but I was encouraged to start one. So I started thinking about what was I interested in, mm-hmm. and the thing that really kind of gets me going is to think about people that have been high achievers, people that have found a way to accomplish something that millions of other people were aiming at, but but fell short for whatever reason. What made these few success stories get over the top? Mm-hmm. So. I want to talk to people about what was your mantra? What was your family motto? What was your mindset? And okay. I also want to humanize them because it, I know it's never a straight shot to the top. Right. What obstacles did you have to overcome and how did you do it? So that hopefully I could take something away and hopefully anyone listening could take something away too. It's, it's actually very interesting you bring that up. Um, you know, speaking of success not being linear, I think Team Israel is a great example of that. Um, sort of, it's a team that, as you said, didn't qualify in 2017 or didn't 2013, had a great success in 2013, sort of made up of a lot of guys who, who took 2017, sorry, made up a lot of guys who have taken pretty circuitous routes in baseball, you know, 
Shlomo being a great example, he has a day job. Um, and, you know, he's an Olympian. Yeah. Uh, we really rallied around that. Uh, my podcast is called Finding the Way, by the way. Oh. I don't think we mentioned it. Uh, sure. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you want. Um, but, yeah, the Team Israel, we really rallied around being called the Jamaican bobsled team of baseball. Right. <laughs> and being told that we were cast as the perfect Bad News Bears team that had no business winning. And but found a way to win anyway. We we rallied around that. It was it became a collective chip on our shoulders, and and a shared vision of something bigger than ourselves. And I I think that maybe being called the Jamaican bobsled team of baseball was potentially the best thing that ever happened to us. Wow, uh, you know, talking about unlikely beginnings, I I, I was curious if if you if you feel that way because of your own uh, sort of story and, and, you know, career before baseball. Uh, I know you went to Yale, uh, university before you were drafted when you, when you started at Yale, was your anticipation that you'd be a major league baseball player? Uh, yes. I mean, obviously you were playing baseball there, but was your, uh, w- was your goal to, to play hard and get drafted or, or to become yeah. uh, any of the number of things one can do with a Yale degree? <laughs> it, well, it was no, from the time I was five years old, I only had one goal and that was to play in the big leagues. Right. Um, when I went to Yale, Yale was the only college that really recruited me for baseball oh, wow. I was a late bloomer I was never the best player on my high school team I didn't really even start on the varsity team until I was a senior in high school and I went to Yale with the intention of getting drafted and I didn't know until maybe like two years ago like long mm-hmm. after I had been a big leaguer that there had never been another hitter out of Yale to make it I didn't know that mm-hmm. and I was blissful blissfully ignorant and, and was I the just last, told myself the, that if I'm good enough, they'll find me, or no matter was, where I am. Was the last player be before you Craig Breslow? Yes. The only three that have ever made it to the big leagues, to my knowledge, out of Yale are Ron Darling, who's a pitcher, wow. obviously, yeah. and mm-hmm. he does all the baseball talk stuff. He's mm-hmm. fantastic. Craig Breslow, pitcher, who's now the vice president of the Cubs, and me. And, and yeah. you caught Craig, you caught Craig at, at one point, correct? Craig and I were teammates in Boston. Right. People were freaking out. It was awesome. And yeah. we were good, good all Jewish battery. And you know what? Craig has always been nothing but the best, generous, so kind. Um, put took me under his wing. He's he is I have so much respect for him. And I and if anyone ever says a negative thing about him, they'll they'll have to hear from me. <laughs> I don't I, you know, I haven't heard a negative thing one, but I bet I could ask around it. No, I'm I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, it's been wonderful talking to you, Ryan. Uh, before you go, is there anything else, you know, you'd like to plug anything you want to tell our listeners about any games? You know, we know the game schedule, but what's the one you're most looking forward to? The mo- game I'm looking f- forward to most is the first one because <laughs> sure. I can't look past one. You know, you don't want to look at game three and forget about game one. So I'm looking forward to just getting down there, being with the boys again and seeing what we can do. Uh, hopefully we surprise some people. And I think that what we did last time was we had some success and we, we rose the profile of the game of baseball in Israel and we made it easier to recruit players this right. time. People were more aware. They think we have a chance. I hope we can do that again because it's, it's good for baseball. It's good for Jewish baseball players. It's good for Jewish baseball fans. And it's, it's more fun to win than it is to lose. <laughs> and, and what and what's on the horizon for you after the tournament? Uh, are you going to be playing again this year? Are you going to be playing uh, in the in the minors or moving on? Uh, what, what what's on the docket for you? If that's a tough question, we yeah. asked we asked the hard hitting ones on this podcast. Yeah, only only time will tell. I have this little girl right here who is starting to lose <laughs> it, um, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. <laughs>
That's uh, great. You know, uh, I we left one last question about Yale. When you got into Yale, decided to go to Yale, how excited were your parents? Uh, I think they were thrilled and then realized that they don't give scholarships and then were terrified. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a, a great that's answer. A pretty good pretty good place to call it i think we'll let you get back to your kid but thank you so much for the chat ryan this was really wonderful thank you boys that was fun anytime during world war ii the nazis began a little known program of extermination for their own children in Peter Klenot's new mystery thriller, The Unwanted, 14-year-old Hannah Ziegler is being driven by her grandfather and her psychiatrist to a euthanasia center. 16-year-old Silky Hartenstein graces the cover of Nazi propaganda magazines. Avi Kreisler is a Munich police detective rounded up for Dachau. And a patrician father hopes his son David McAuliffe will be elected the first Catholic president of the United States. In The Unwanted, in the aftermath of war, revenge brings these four people together in ways unimaginable. The Unwanted. Do not skip to the last page. Find it at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Uh, so you, are, you and I are both on little vacations with our families last week, uh, but we're back now. And, you know, it's an odd... It's an odd numbered year in the standard calendar, and it's Purim time, and that can only mean that it's World Baseball Classic season. Uh, <laughs> that was a long walk. Um, absolutely. So it, it is going to be the uh, fourth iteration of the World Baseball Classic. Um, you know, there was supposed to be one, sort of. There wasn't so exactly. It's the fourth in uh, what, like 20 years? No. Yeah, 20 overall years. When was the first one? The first one, I think, was in 2006. Is that right? It is the fifth. I'm sorry. It is the fifth World Baseball Classic. Uh, there was there was none in 2020 or 2021 because it's been every three or four years. Um, and then and then COVID. And, and then the uh, yeah. And then between COVID and the Olympics, which sort of subbed in for a World Baseball Classic, there wasn't one. Um, mm-hmm. But now it's back. It is being played all over the world. Uh, and Team Israel has qualified. They qualified automatically because of their standing in the last World Baseball Classic. Uh, I think we've sort of discussed that ad nauseum back in 2017 they swept the preliminary round uh or so you know the first the first round and made it into the uh playoffs mm-hmm. uh, where they didn't make it very far but you know they beat korea they beat the netherlands in their in their opening round and had an amazing run um so we will be diving in deep deep dive into team israel baseball this episode um before we get to that i just wanted to uh touch briefly on on something we spoke about in our last episode we, we profiled golf we talked a lot about max homa uh, who was who just off a, a PGA Tour victory. And uh, he was playing in the Genesis Open now about two weeks ago and came in second. He had an amazing run at a place where he is he has won previously. He's previously uh, won there, yes. Yeah, it was, you know, his hometown course uh, at the River, at Riviera. And it was just an amazing uh, final day. He was up against John Rahm. Uh, they were paired together and they were just going head to head the whole day. Uh, but he sort of faltered and he had a chance on, I think he was 17. He had a chance and uh, like hit a bunker shot that, you know, he basically needed it to go in and, you know, it went into the bunker. He was very emotional after the tournament. Extremely was over. overmental, extremely uh, uh, sentimental. It was quite humanizing and I think got him a lot of fans. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. And he's now in the top 10 uh, in the official world golf rankings. That means, you know, he's going to be playing all the majors this year. Officially uh, in the top 10. Good for him. I mean, we spoke yeah. last week. If you want to go back and listen to our episode with Dan Rappaport, um, golf journalist, you know, he says the next the next frontier for Max is that major win. Yeah. Um, so and we're hoping I think, for it. again, I, I, I am very much on the, on the side of thinking it can happen this year and we will continue to check in, you know, the players championships coming up in, uh, in about a, 10 days. And I think that's going to be a big, a big stepping point for him. We'll see how he can perform there, you know, with, with all the best players on the PGA tour. Um, Gabe, any other Jewish sports news you want to go over before we take our, our very, very inside baseball look at the World Baseball Classic? Absolutely. Um, I wish there was a Yiddish term I could think of for inside baseball, but it's, it's you know, it's it's deep in there. It's, you know, for those who know. But um, Jewish sports news, uh, F1 starts this week. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the first right. F1 race of the year um, is this week featuring, you know, uh, usually Jewish driver Lance Stroll. However, right. there is some drama. Okay. Um, our, our friend from Montreal, young Mr. Stroll, has fallen off of his bike. Uh, the rumor is he has broken both of his wrists and will be out for an indefinite amount of time. Is that a euphemism or truly he fell off a bike? That is, he truly fell off a bike. Well, he did something that led him to bro- break both of his wrists that was not wow. in a car. Um, okay. So he missed all of the practice last week. Now, here's where it's interested. interesting. Lance Stroll... The uh, Jewish driver might be replaced this weekend by their mm-hmm. backup driver, a Brazilian of Austrian descent named Felipe Drugovic. Wow. Jewish? Who, I know. I'm going to say quite the opposite. Mm. Um, you know, I think it's his great grandparents may have come from uh, Austria in sort of the mid 1940s, early 1950s mm. period to Brazil. Um, and several generations later, he is he is a a Brazilian Austrian race car driver. Um, Interesting. That said, Lance said this week. I'm mean, recording this on Wednesday night. He said today that he's going to be evaluated and try and drive with potentially two broken wrists. Um, but we will see. You know, those are just the rumors. They're pretty tight-lipped about this whole thing. Um, so we could get you know an, an exciting Jewish debut. Their car is supposed to be very good this year. Um, mm-hmm. Or we might get Felipe Drugovic. Uh, who let's not dig too deep into his family's past. Well, that is very interesting. I, I can't imagine driving a regular car with two broken wrists or really doing much of anything with two broken wrists, but, uh, you know, having to do all the insane, like quick twitch muscle, you know, hand-eye reflex, uh, hand-eye coordination things that you need to do when driving an F1 car, the idea of doing it with two broken wrists, like, I, I don't know. I always think of it like, when I think of someone with a broken wrist, like I, I just think of like quintessential, like they have a cast around their wrist. Like it is in a sling. They cannot move their wrist for a while. But like every now and then you'll see like football players or uh, baseball players even like play with like something that's like a broken wrist. And it's like, yeah, it's a small bone in their in their wrist. But it's like it's like, yeah, but they're throwing it anyways, you know, or like they're holding a bat. Um, I always I, find I, this, especially with baseball, you see guys who just have injuries that are like, they're just grimacing all years. Like, like George Springer in 2022, just like, yeah, my elbow hurts insanely every time I do anything, but I'm still playing baseball. You know, pretty I well. always find it found it amazing. Similarly, when he, um, when like Shaq would be out cause of a pinky toe, you know, right. it's like the tiniest little bone. And then it, it takes down somebody as long as, as big as Shaq. That said, I'm pretty sure you need your wrists to drive at high speeds to like turn the wheel with all that torque on the car. Um, but that's that's what's going on with with um, Lance. There's also one other uh, debut I want to talk about, a very okay. exciting debut. Um uh, you know, University of Denver graduate and uh, Chicago Blackhawks rookie, uh, born in California but grew up in Toronto. Cole Gutman made his NHL Ooh, debut nice. this week. 
Um, he scored his first NHL goal. Um, you know, he is a, a nice Toronto Jewish boy um, and a nice, uh, you know, California Jewish boy of both. Um, played all over North America, grew up in L.A., um, mm-hmm. And uh, his great-grandparents, I believe, were Holocaust survivors from, I think, Hungary. Um, okay. You know, he is a, grew up a big Dodgers fan. A little bit young for the Sean Green era. Uh, uh-huh. You know, he was born in 99, so he doesn't quite remember it. But he graduated from University of Denver this past year um, and made his uh, NHL debut and already scored a goal. So welcome, Cole Gutman, to the, you know, overall Mench Warmers world. He has a... a Sort of very, he's a little guy, he's sort of a spark plug, um, and obviously was the captain. You know, he was, he, he was made the captain of his team, was a good student. I think he's everything you expect a Jewish professional athlete to be. Um, and, and, uh, we're excited to see what he does in the NHL. Chicago's got a long way to go, um, but also a pretty big Jewish, uh, uh, community. So we're happy for Cole and excited to see what he does. That's great. Um, we should probably do a you know more comprehensive NHL preview uh, playoff preview pro- podcast uh, once baseball season's underway. It's uh, you know we're still a month or month and a half away from the playoff starting, but mm-hmm. uh, there should be a number of Jews involved and and potentially making it all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, Absolutely. So we'll check back in. Check back in with our hockey boys uh, soon. Um, but for now, let's do it. We are doing a top to bottom soup to nuts uh, breakdown <laughs> of everybody on the Team Israel. Okay. They- uh, hang on, hang on a second. This is a kosher thing. Is, is soup to nuts? Do you mean a reference to like soup nuts, like the kosher uh, soup thing, or is that a, is that like a separate? Are we are we mixing metaphors here? That's a great question. I, I don't know if soup to nuts is a uh, is is a what call it like any Jewish origin as an idiom, but it is the name of Three Stooges film. Um, so Ooh. that's pretty Jewish. So that is pretty I Jewish. I don't know. Th- I have no idea about the etymology of it though. The three schlemiels. <laughs> Anyways, so I like I'm gonna do some honorable mentions uh before we get to anything else. Uh so first honorable mention goes to Rowdy Telez, uh the bashing boy chick himself, Milwaukee Brewers, uh DH and, and first baseman and slugger. Uh someone we've talked about a lot on this podcast. He is not playing for Team Israel, he is going to be playing for Team Mexico. Uh there was a great article by Adam McCalvey on MLB.com about how he decided to to rep Team Mexico um that I encourage you to check out. So Rowdy, not on the Team Israel roster, they'd be happy to have him but but not there um Mm -hmm. and the other honorable mention is to white Sox ace dylan cease who people were sort of you know people in the jewish sports media world were shocked to find out was uh our milieu yeah was listed on the on the early roster for team israel and team usa uh he's not playing for either and uh you know shout out to uh shout out to lewis keen friend of the friend of the pod from from for from the forward uh, who did a deep dive along with a rabbi into Dylan Cease's uh, Jewish lineage. So neither of those guys will be playing for the team. Uh, I also have some relatively recent news. I'm not breaking this, but this is recently reported news uh, that two players who are going to be on the Team Israel team are no longer with the team uh, just due to injuries. And that's Jake Bird and Asaf Loengart. Um, so Jake Bird, I, you know, I, I think is, uh, you know, someone who wasn't really expected to pitch much, uh, is expected to play, to play in the majors this season. Um, so probably they wanted to save him a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think with the injuries, you, you got to be careful, especially for guys who are trying to break into the break into rosters and, and have some showing. Uh, Asaf is is a Israeli born um, infielder, and he was on the 2020 team that uh, went to the Olympics. So uh, interestingly, uh, for those that he's not going to be able to make the roster, make the team this year. For those who might remember, um, we previously had on the show Dean Pellman. 
um, a yep. member of the 2020 team who told everyone to watch out for Asaf Lowengart as he thought he was the future of the Israeli national baseball program. So it's sad to hear that Asaf won't be at this tournament. Um, but, you know, he's got all the talent in the world. And we've heard that from people who know. That's right. Um, so I am going to keep going now with the guys who are on this 2023. Uh, let's let's hear it. Let's Israel hear about some team. guys. Let's hear about some the whole mishpucha. Let's let's get the minion going. Let's hear about some guys. That's right. So the uh, team is now carrying an unbelievable 22 pitchers. Uh, there's a it's a 30 man roster, and there's 22 pitchers who have qualified for the team now. Uh, with they're going to have to cut that down. Uh, I don't know that they will. I mean, I don't think everyone's going to play necessarily, but that is the team that that they're able to bring to the tournament. Uh, I don't know if they dress everyone, but it's a 30-man roster, so they can bring everyone. So alphabetically, the first guy on our list, on our list is Richard Blyer. Uh, Richard is a Major League Baseball pitcher. He has been played, played for the Yankees, the Orioles, and the Marlins, including parts of... Uh, 2022 with the Marlins. He's going to be a major league baseball player. Uh, sorry, a ma- major league baseball pitcher this year. He's been a really solid guy uh, in in terms of what he can do uh, as a relief pitcher. He he's played for Team Israel before. I th- believe he was at the 2013 tournament uh, or the, or the 2012 uh, World Baseball Classic qualifying, and he's going to be suiting up for Israel this year. I think he's probably going to be one of the best uh, pitchers on the team. One of the, one of their biggest one stars. interesting Richard Blyer story. He if you remember last year, he had you know he's got somewhat of a unique delivery and sort of got into like a, a brigus with the umpire over the umpire called him on three box in a row in the same right. at bat um which is a, a fun little jewish baseball story next up on the list is daniel fetterman uh daniel's p- pitched in the minor leagues in the oriole system uh he is 23 years old and he is moving up through the ranks he's pitched a ball for the most part uh daniel was a uh, non non draft pick. He was a signee, uh, and I, I not necessarily high, someone high on the prospect list, but he's a you know a tall righty uh, and should hopefully get some innings in if if he's lucky at the World Baseball Classic. Next guy on our list is Jake Fishman. Uh, Jake is a prospect, uh, sort of aged out of being a prospect in the Oakland A's organization. Um, he was previous with the Jays, you might remember. Uh, mm-hmm. He, I believe, and, was... And he's pitched traded. to the majors. Last year, he made his debut for... He was up for maybe a week and, and down for, you know, very, very quickly about um, down uh, from the Marlins. Um, so he yeah, made a, right. a really quick one. Um, you know, Jake Fishman is probably meant to be a Marlin. That's some nominative determinism for you. <laughs> um, it's like, you know, if, if the, I'm trying uh, the New York Yankees drafted a guy named North, right? Something like uh, that. He- he did sign a minor league deal with the Oakland A's after last season. So uh, hopefully after the WBC, he'll have a chance to work out with them and uh, and, and play some spring training ball with them and, and maybe get a shot at their, at their you know, AAA or AA team and, and potentially having a roster spot at some point this year. He, uh, he I believe, uh, pitched at the 2020 Olympics as well. Um, he was definitely on the team and he was on the team for the 2017 uh, World Baseball Classic as well. Next up on the list is Brandon Gold. Uh, Brandon is a uh, right, a big, a big, big righty. He's six foot three from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, he has mostly pitched in the Rockies organization uh, and has been making his way through there. He's uh, pitched a Triple A a fair amount last year. He sort of aged out of being a prospect. I think he'll be twenty eight years old in the twenty twenty three season, uh, but I believe still with the Rockies organization. Uh, so we'll see like... what he can do. He's had a, had a bit of a you know he, he's he's gotten some innings under his belt the last few years. 
but hasn't really pitched to a, a, a fantastic clip. So this is a guy who can, I think, mop up in a, in a game late in the game. Uh, you know, he, he's a pretty experienced guy, uh, but doesn't have a lot of uh, heat behind him necessarily. So we'll see if he can contribute to, uh, to Team Israel this year. There's something I love about, you know, going through a lot of this and a lot of the research we did for this episode. I just want to jump in and, and point out something about Jewish baseball players. A lot of their Wikipedias have their names, their parents' names, their parents' jobs, and often where they were bar mitzvahed. I like that too. Uh, next on the list is is lefty pitcher Colton Gordon. Uh, Colton's in the Astro system. He's a young guy. He's going to be 24 this year. Uh, he's he's a like decently ranked prospect on the Astros uh, prospect list. Like he's is, he's on their top 30 prospects. What's um, the opposite he, of a Mike Jacobs All Star? I think Colt yeah, Gordon. I was going to say the same thing. So he's from St. Petersburg, uh, Florida. Um, you know, he, as far as I can tell, had a pretty Jewish upbringing. His his middle name is Zimring, so maybe that's a pain to uh, some Jewish predecessor. Zimring, but I agree. Colton Gordon is pretty much like, you know, I don't know, you know, Jonathan Mayo talked to us a while ago about like, you know, all the work they have to do to try to find Jews and like, you know, sometimes it surprises. So, so I think he's a Ty Kelly All Star. I think is the right. <laughs> We'll have to tell Ty about his his new name. Yeah, um, exactly. That, that he's the the, uh, the honorary, you know, not necessarily Jewish sounding uh, member of Team Israel. Uh, Cole after Gordon. that, after that is Andrew Gross, uh, who is a uh, pitcher who's been in the Tampa Bay Rays system. Uh, he also played a little bit in the Puerto Rican Winter League last year and pitched pretty well there. I should say. Um, I believe he's going to be going back to Double A for the Rays this year. Um, not necessarily someone who's going to uh make it to the show you know he's he's again they've put together a team with a lot of longtime minor league players guys who have five six years uh of minor league experience as well as some college uh but you know someone who if he has a good showing here uh could wow a few folks and, and continue to climb up the uh the minor league ranks um interestingly andrew gross is not the same andrew gross who covers the new york islanders for the newsday and has written many successful drugstore mystery novels not the same guy. <laughs> After that is Jake Kalish. Uh, Jake has, has been around for Team Israel for a while. Uh, he pitched on the 2017 team. I think he got into a, a few games. Uh, I remember him pitching against uh, the Netherlands, I think. Um, he's kicked around in the Kansas City Royals organization and the LA Angels organization as well. Uh, I know that he, he became a free agent. I think, he, I think he signed a deal to go back with the Angels after that. Um, but, you know, he is another guy who is trying to make it out of the minors, uh, try and get a shot at the show. You know, there's a fair amount of guys on, on these teams who are, who are again, it's sort of they've aged out of prospecthood. They're organ, organizational guys. And, you know, someone like, like Jake Fishman, um, you know, Kalish is probably in a similar cal- category where it's like, you know, he might get a cup of coffee. He might get a show. He, he had pretty solid numbers last year uh, for, for the Angels. And, you know, maybe we see him up in the bigs in 2023. As long as that. Yeah, absolutely. It's you keep the World Baseball Classic is absolutely a place to show off. And it's a place to, yeah. you know, some guys are there auditioning for a job like they would be in spring training. But they're pitching in some more meaningful games. That's right. Uh, next on our list is Rob Kaminsky, uh, native of Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey, uh, Jewish bar mitzvah. Uh, you know, Sandy Koufax is a boys' school hero. Th- this is a guy who is, uh, you know, very solid Jewish upbringing and organization. He's also the first person on our list who has replied to one of our tweets. So, uh, <laughs> hey, Rob, hope sh- you're doing good. Rob Kaminsky. Yeah, uh, Rob's 28 years old. Um, he, you know, he is a rangy left-hander, so hopefully that gives him some variety. Uh, they've, you know, a few lefties is always going to be important. So, uh, congrats to Rob, Rob for making the team and, uh, we'll see what he can do at the world baseball classic. 
The next guy on the list is one of the people who came in recently. I think he was a sub for uh, Jake Bird. And that is uh, a, an animal of a different stripe, Alex Katz. Uh, Alex <laughs> is uh, a Manhasset, man, man New York native. Uh, probably is that Manhasset one of the one of the more Jewish uh, Long Island? I think so. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I, we're looking at sort of the Nassau County area, um, inland a little bit from the water. Um, I think it's sort of, you know, the sort of place, if you go on the Wikipedia of Manhasset, it tells you about what the transit prices were in like 1910, um, which seems like a thing the old Jewish guys in Manhasset would talk about a lot. Uh, Alex, Alex has kicked around in, uh, on Team Israel a few times. He was on the 2017 team, uh, along with the 2020 Olympics team. Uh, and good to see him making it back there. I, I think he's, I'm not sure if he's signed with the team now for uh, the MLB season. I, I know he's he's been in the Cubs organization, I think most recently, but he was playing independent ball. So, uh, you know, this was, again, a good showcase for him. Maybe it gets him in, if he gets a few innings in that look good, um, you know, this is, you know, maybe he gets a chance to uh, sign a minor league deal after this and, and get a look a deeper look from somebody else. Uh, mm-hmm. Next on up is Adam Kolarek. Uh, Adam is uh, someone who has played in the minors extensively. Um, he was also, this is exciting, on the 2020 Los Angeles Dodgers uh, World Series winning team. So wow. he was someone with significant, uh, you know, a fair amount of MLB experience uh, over the last couple of years. He, he played most of last year with Oakland, I believe. Uh, some of it, some some of it in the organization, some of it with uh, the major league team. But yeah, he was on the Dodgers in 2020. So he, he's he's nice quite an effective pitcher. Um, yeah, you know, right. Kolarek, Kolarek, however you want to pronounce it, um, has been you know relatively successful. Um, you know, quite successful as a career ERA under four, good for a reliever. Um, also, was married to a woman named Shapiro. So, with any luck, he they're gonna uh, create some more. Um, Jewish baseball players in the future. Yeah, I don't actually know if if, if Adam is uh, Jewish or not. He he may be. Do you think it might be his wife? There is one other player on the on the team who we'll talk about later uh, who is eligible to play for Team Israel because he's married to a Jewish person. Um, and not to get too deep into the details of uh, of, of uh, you know international sporting rules, but basically, if you qualify for citizenship, if you would qualify for citizenship of a country that can qualify you to play for that team, even if you're not a citizen in that country. Um, so him being married to someone named Shapiro seems to suggest to me that the reason why he's eligible to play for team Israel uh, is because he's married to a Jewish woman. So she is Jewish definitely herself. Jewish. Melanie yeah. Shapiro is, is absolutely definitely Jewish. A quick Google search will find a obituary uh, from, you know, the Baltimore Jewish times in which um, she is, is mentioned. Um, so there's, you know, for that, you know that's the case, um, but not sure. You know if he was, if he is definitely married to if he is, if he is also Jew, a Jewish, a Jew. If he is also Jew, so, uh, yeah, it seems that it seems that he is not. I mean, just having a look at it a little bit. Sorry, that one caught me a little bit off guard because I didn't realize uh, there was a second person who qualified for this. But uh, good on Adam Kalerik for uh, you know making the World Baseball Classic and and playing for Team Israel. Uh, next up on the list is Evan Kravitz. Uh, Evan is uh, is a graduate of Rice University and is currently playing with the Cincinnati Reds organization. Uh, he has made it up to Double A ball and he played there for parts of last year. Uh, presume that's probably where he's going to start at the beginning of this year. Uh, again, an- another in this category of you know rangy lefties uh, who you know maybe have a shot of being organizational guys who making it. Uh, should note that Evan Kravitz is six foot eight. 
So Ooh, good on him. That's for a being big, big boy among the taller Jews. Uh, certainly, I think that'll probably make him the tallest Jew, tallest player on the team. I remember uh, Nate Fryman. I think was six foot six, six foot seven, six foot eight. Um, yeah. So you know, there's sort of a long history of this. Um, right. Evan Kravitz seems like a camp guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next up on the list is, is is a you know true blue major leaguer, and that's Dean Kramer. Uh, Dean is you know uh, raised with a pretty significant Jewish upbringing. Uh, he is one of the you know few major league baseball players to say that he wouldn't pitch on Yom Kippur uh, in, in Sandy's model. He's been with the Orioles for his entire uh, big league career. I think he started out in L.A. but uh, for the Dodgers in the minor leagues. But he was part of the uh, uh, Manny Machado trade. Spend, um, spends and, his winters in Israel as well. Yeah. Um, so actually probably, you know, an actual Israeli citizen that predates the international sporting rules. Um, yeah. You know, one of the the actual Israeli sort of by not by birth. Well, not quite birth, but, you know, sort of by by rule in addition to by sport. That's right. And uh, he is one of the few team members who's actually able to sport some hardware because he won gold for Team USA at the 2013 Maccabee Games in Israel. Uh, so he has played, you know, he's had some success at the international level. Uh, he'll be joining, you know, his former teammate, Richard Blyer. Uh, and then, you know, presumably heading back to Orioles camp where, uh, you know, he's going to have a he's going to have a significant role for the team. Uh, also, um, I was just going to say he is uh, tied with. Eight other people, including earlier mentioned Dylan Cease, as being the leader in complete game shutouts of in 2022 in the Major League Baseball. Is it one? It's one. (laughs) That's great. Uh, Yeah, so good for Dean. I mean, I think that he's probably a guy who's a big, just if you're a casual Jewish baseball fan, someone who's probably going to have a pretty good showing in 2023. Um, You know, he's a solid member of the Orioles staff, an Orioles team that is, I guess, surprisingly good, like better than people would have thought given their rebuild. Um, And, you know, he started 20 odd games last year. Uh, I think, you know, they're going to continue to stretch him out and hope that he, you know, hope that he can get up closer to 200 innings this year. Uh, But he was Mm -hmm. really, you know, very solid contributor to the Orioles team last year. Uh, And I think will be will be this year as well. Uh, next on our list is, uh, I think, I think a favorite of ours to a certain degree, uh, as fans of the team Israel baseball team for years. And that's Shlomo Lippitz. Shlomo! Uh, Shlomo Lippitz is the first, I believe, Israeli born player, uh, to play for team Israel, uh, when he played for team Israel at the 2017 world baseball classic. Um, Shlomo is, you know, uh, as I said, native, native of Israel now lives in New York. I think notably runs city winery in Soho, I think is, is is a very like funny tidbit about him that, uh, you know, he played baseball growing up a little bit, you know, like semi-pro uh, college, stuff like that. Never really uh, had much in the, in terms of minor league. Play but he's just like, around on the league. team for, and will always be, he's just like yeah, a, exactly. a stalwart of Israeli baseball. Shlomo is 44 years old. He is the second <laughs> oldest person in the world baseball classic of any, on, on any team. So I think it's fantastic that he's back for one lot. Uh, what I can only assume is one last ride. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know that he's going to be seeing a lot of playing time, but it's great, great to see him there. And uh, I hope he continues to be involved with team Israel baseball in the future. In the last qualifying. So let's, we, you know, we can talk about this little bit on Shlomo's history. Um, in the qualifying for the 2017 World Baseball Classic, uh, he had an ERA of 54, um, and he was brought in to record the final out and the final out alone of the European Baseball Championship. That's great. That's it's, it's what you want to see. Um, so uh, he's very much as part of the team, um, and we are, you know, extremely excited to to have him on the team and, and talk about him. Oh, he's he's great. 
Um, uh, yeah. Next on the list is Jake Mednick. Uh, Jake is a lefty pitcher, 26 years old. Uh, he's currently with the Mariners organization where he has been for the last few years. Uh, I believe playing in a ball, he's, he's made it up to double a at times. Uh, so, you know, another organizational guy who we'll see, uh, continue on in the minor leagues here. Uh, and along with Jake is, uh, Kyle Molnar. Um, Kyle is a, uh, 26 Jew. year old yeah a 26 year old jew uh he was originally drafted by the uh st louis cardinals after playing at ucla uh or maybe that was sorry before playing at ucla and sorry then he was he was drafted by the los angeles angels after playing at ucla uh so a real la guy who has stuck around there for a long time uh he continues to pitch in the angels organization uh and will continue on there this year i always love the guys that's that stay at one or one city their whole lives that's right um, um, next on the list is someone we talked about a lot last year when he debuted, and that's Bobby Rossman. Um, Bobby. Bobby got a got a cup of coffee last year for the Philadelphia Phillies uh, playing against the Blue Jays. Uh, he had a decent run last year in uh, AAA. I know he he became a free agent after that, so I'm not sure if he's signed with anyone right now. Um, but you know, certainly will be someone. You know, will be on a minor league roster if he if he wants to be uh, this year. I, I would think, um, presuming he's continuing on in baseball. Uh, but you know, definitely the best name on the team. Maybe him <laughs> and Shlomo, but Bobby Rossman. You can't you can't get better than that for. Uh, a Jewish, a Jewish baseball player. Um, you know, I feel like in an earlier world, you know, his name is Charles Irvin Booby Rossman, goes by Booby Rossman now. You know, if it was 80 years ago and he was an entertainer, he would have gone by Charles Irvin his whole life. <laughs> right. Just dropped the uh, Rossman. The next guy on our list is one of the youngest guys on the team, One, a guy who I, I, you know, theoretically could be pitching for Team Israel for the next four or five World Baseball Classics. And that's, of course, Jake Steinmetz. Um, Jake was, I think, notably selected in the third round of the, of the 2021 draft. He was the first practicing Orthodox Jew to be drafted uh, to play for a major league team. Um, he is, he is son, also course, a of- very large boy. Oh, yeah. Um, he is the son, of course, of, of Elliot Steinmetz, who is the uh, coach of the Yeshiva University basketball team. Um, he has been pitching recently um, for the uh, Diamondbacks, sorry, in the Diamondbacks organization. Uh, and he's, you know, a real prospect. I, I think he didn't have a great 2022, uh, but, you know, he was playing against competition that was much older than him. He has some, you know, really strong stuff. Uh, he has a curveball that really moves. And for a 19 year old, that's pretty something. Uh, and for our more, you know, uh, religious listeners, you know, I think he's some really a guy to root for. Uh, he's Shomer Shabbos. Uh, he's kosher. You know, he is uh, continues to be a modern Orthodox guy. And that's pretty <laughs> impressive for someone who's also playing Major League Baseball. Uh, minor League Baseball. But yes, I, Sorry, I also love baseball. that he's just sort of like a kid from Queens. Like you feel like, you you know, Jewish kids from suburban California. Like, yes, right. we love them. Don't get me wrong. But it's like a real old school to have a Shomer Shabbos guy walk to the ballpark on a Saturday. Saturday and then like throw 95 and then like walk right. back home to his like you know mother's chillant yeah uh one of the one of the other veterans on the team uh continue going down the list is robert stock uh robert stock has has played a you know a fair amount of baseball at the major league level uh four different organizations um he hasn't pitched in the majors uh i think since 2021 I, and he was playing in the in the kbo the korean baseball league last year actually I put together a pretty good record starting 29 games uh for the Doosan mm-hmm. bears uh with a 360 era and 138 strikeouts and 165 innings um but after that returned home and signed a minor league deal with the uh 
Milwaukee Brewers. So may, you know, very likely we'll see Robert Stock back in the majors at some point this year. I'd put uh, Bob Stock in that Ty Kelly All-Stars group. Bob Stock is like a like a real another old timey baseball name. Like Bob Stock sounds like the sort of guy who would like fight a fan. Right. That's pretty good. Uh, so yeah, let's see him, you know, get his prospects backed up uh, at the World Baseball Classic, and then uh, hopefully make it back to the majors this year. Um, rounding out the pitchers, just a few left. I know it's a lot of lefties and righties that we've been going over. Uh, is Joey Wagman? Uh, Joey Wagman is a uh, native of Davisville, California. Um, he was on the 2020 Olympic team, uh, and I believe the qualifiers for the 2017 as well. I'm not sure if he. I can't recall if he was in the tournament uh, itself, but he was definitely. He's definitely been a you know a mainstay on the team israel team and and in the uh you know various qualification tournaments european baseball classics and things like that uh i think he's been playing overseas the last few years he uh you know had some time in various teams minor league deals uh but i think sort of aged out of that uh you know he's now 31 years old so maybe his last time around playing for israel at the world baseball classic but uh you know i think great to have these veteran guys who have been there before uh and could you know help out in all kinds of ways uh, another pitcher is Zach, Zach Weiss, uh, who has been in the Reds organization. He did pitch in the major leagues for the Cincinnati Reds back in 2018, uh, I, I, I believe. And, uh, you know, sort of cup of coffee guy hasn't made it back to the show. Uh, or sorry, strike that. I'm wrong. Uh, he did make it back in 2022 pitching for the angels, uh, and pitched in 12 different games, pitched 13 innings for the angels. Uh, and actually pitched, pitched pretty well. He had a 3.38 ERA. Uh, he is still on the angels roster. So he will probably have a shot at uh, making the big league team. If not out of spring training, then shortly after. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, he was on the 2020 team in the Summer Olympics as well, uh, so he is probably going to be someone who you know actually gets to pitch at the uh, at the World Baseball Classic this year. Um, and the lastly? last pitcher that we, lastly the last pitcher that we have is Josh Wolf. Uh, Josh is from Texas originally, uh, and he is a pitcher in the Guardians organization. Um, he pitched all kinds of uh, innings for the in A ball last year. Uh, and he's only 22 playing. years old, so he's got a big yeah. future ahead of him. Exactly. He's definitely, he's definitely a guy who has a prospect, um, you know, who, who will continue to make it up. So keep an eye on Josh Wolf. Uh, he was drafted relatively high. I, I, I can't remember. Uh, was about was he was drafted 53rd overall. Okay. 53rd overall. So that's like, you know, a pretty high pick for, uh, for anyone. So, uh, look to see him hopefully get the, get a few innings. And he's only 22 years old, as you said, uh, and, you know, look out for him in the guardians. Um, so those are all the pitchers. There's a lot of them. I don't expect anyone to remember. <laughs> them. Uh, but now onto the position players. And I think there's going to be a few names here that are a little more, uh, a, a little more familiar to some of our listeners and people who have been following Jewish baseball players and team Israel baseball. Uh, there's two catchers on the team. Uh, I think the majority of the catching is probably going to be done by Garrett Stubbs. Uh, mm-hmm. Garrett is, you know the backup for the Phillies probably one of the better backups in Major League Baseball right now I mean he's behind you know one of the one of the best catchers in, in the game in, in JT Real Muto um, but he was previously with the Astros he was in the 2021 World Series that four, featured four different Jewish players um, he played a fair amount with the Phillies last year and is going to play with the Phillies this year as well uh, you know he was on their World Series roster last year as well and I think he's going to be getting the majority of the catching duties uh, for Team Israel he you know I've I've seen Garrett Stubbs play a couple of times he is remarkably fast and has very beautiful hair 
<laughs> uh, the other catcher that the team is bringing is Ryan Lavarnway. Uh, Ryan is now 35 years old. He has been a you know guy who has you know, stuck it out through a lot of major major league baseball teams. Um, he has sort of been up and down and a sort of career minor leaguer who has you know transcended to become a major league player uh, at times and and you know get roster spots. I, every time he's written about, it, I feel like he's the kind of guy that people write about where they're like really rooting for him uh, to sort of make it and and you know he has really stuck it out. Uh, he was most recently with the with the Marlins, uh, but then elected free agency after the year. He has been, you know, a world ba- a world baseball classic veteran. He played in 2017. Uh, he has played for Team Israel at the Olympics in 2020. Um, or, or maybe, yeah, I believe he played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played in the 2020 Olympics. Um, you know, he is he is a you know very committed uh, Jewish baseball player committed to Team Israel, and it's great to see him on another world baseball classic roster. Uh, a lovable veteran of the world baseball of the Israeli national baseball team. Um, and he recently published an article on his own website about how much he loves representing his sort of adopted religious country. Right. Uh, moving on, we have uh, a number of infield inclu- infielders, including Zach Geloff. Uh, Zach is a prospect in the athletics uh, organization. Um, not sure how much playing time he's going to get necessarily at third base, but, uh, you know, he is a young prospect and someone to watch out for. Um, you know, on the other side of that, uh, in terms of age, is Ty Kelly, who is the sort of, you know, mainstay, former Major League Baseball player. Uh, he has re- he has retired from Major League Baseball, but uh, I guess we'll see how much Ty actually plays. Former Blue Jay, former Met, former Met Ty Kelly. Yeah, Blue Jay for a few days. Um, he's on the team. I don't know if this is like a player, a player coach type role. Uh, you know, he played in 2020 uh, in in the Olympics. Not didn't play didn't play great, uh, but great to see Ty back on the team. Obviously, he was a big part of that 2017 that had such a great run. Um, uh, also on the team is uh, Noah Mendlinger. Uh, Noah is a 22 uh, year old prospect. That is a great Cardinals name, Noah Mendlinger. Yeah, that's right. Noah Men- Menlinger. Uh, he mostly plays mostly plays middle infield and third base. Um, you know, we'll see if he gets into a number of games. Uh, the other sort of non baseball, non major leaguer uh, on the uh, on on the playing sorry on the hitting side of things is Matt Mash Mervis, uh, who played college ball at Duke and is now a mm-hmm. uh, first baseman in the Cubs organization. Matt Mervis um, has been a prospect for for a long time. He he had a great season last year. Um, yeah. you know, was, was basically the best power hitter in minor league baseball. Um, so, you know, it's exciting to see what he could do. He's sort of expected, I think, to, to make the team this year. Um, the major league team, uh, Chicago is mm-hmm. just okay. Um, and he's got, you know, a lot of, a lot of opportunity, you know, he can, David Ross said he's looking for him to win a job this year in, in the majors. I mean, maybe we're looking at the Cubs next first baseman. Yeah, definitely. I think this will be a good showing for him. Uh, you, you know, I think Mash is a great nickname, and I think that's a, a, a Jewish baseball player we're going to really cheer for. Uh, Mash Mervis is a is a great baseball name, and absolutely. Think, you know, he is definitely someone to keep on the roster for a long time. Uh, rounding at the infield is Danny Valencia. Uh, Danny is a mainstay of the Israel team. He was on the 2017 team. Uh, he was on the uh, or sorry, maybe he wasn't on the 2017 team, but he was on the 2020 uh, Olympic team. Uh, Danny is the guy who people are surprised to find another Ty Kelly all-star um you know he's a Miami native I think his his uh family's Cuban Cuban Jews originally Mm -hmm. um but you know Danny played for eight or nine different major league baseball teams up until 2018 he's not not playing professionally anymore uh but you know definitely committed to team Israel and and playing hard for team Israel um you know exciting to see some of your old favorites 
uh, even if it's 38 year old Danny Valencia, uh, get out there and, you know, try to get a few pokes. Um, the last infield is Michael, Michael Walensky. Uh, Michael is a prospect, uh, for the Cardinals as well. Uh, or sorry, not for the Cardinals for, for the, uh, previously for the Astros. And I think he's been playing independent ball the last few years. So I'm not sure if he's going to get mm-hmm. into a lot of games, but someone who's looking for, looking for a job, I believe, uh, trying to get back in there, make a name for himself in the world baseball classic in the outfield are two guys. I, a few guys that I think we're all going to be pretty familiar with. Um, so one of them is Jock Peterson. Uh, you know, Jock is, a bad bitch. He is uh, famous for wearing a <laughs> pearl necklace. He is a guy who has, uh, you know, had a really big, an outsized MLB career uh, and personality, largely due to his postseason skills. Um, Jock Tober, love Jock. That has been and, and, heating you know, up the last it, it, years. Also, a lot of people are surprised that he's Jewish. Jewish of the Scarlett Johansson variety, the right. sort of the Scandinavian uh, <laughs> Laplander Jews. Yeah, his dad was a uh, his dad was a pro baseball player too. And I think his his mom is Jewish, and that's uh, his Judaism mm-hmm. by birth. But um, yeah, Jock is a is a great character. I think he's really going to lead the team this year. He's going to sort of be their uh, captain of sorts. So really excited to see what he can do. Um, another guy who's going to hopefully be playing some outfield, I think as well, uh, is Jay's first baseman Spencer Horowitz. Uh, Spencer's on the forty man roster now. He hasn't played in the major league baseball. Sorry, he hasn't played in the majors yet. Um, mm-hmm. But had a pretty good showing for New Hampshire last year. Uh, he's 25 years old. He is, you know, pretty high on the Jays prospect list. I think he's going to probably make the team at some point this year. He's Um, expected, I think, to appear at some point. Yeah, like he obviously is blocked by uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at first base, Brandon Belt now too. But, you know, if there's injuries, if there's anything that... uh, allows him to have some playing time at first base. He's probably a guy that, that uh, we'll see in major leagues this year. Um, so excited to see Spencer, I think probably get a corner outfield spot for team Israel. Not certain to me uh, where he's going to play. I, I think he can play some outfield. Um, so excited to see Spencer there. Um, Be very, very on. exciting. Along with him as an outfielder is Jacob Goldfarb, uh, another sort of organizational guy, 26-year-old, uh, who was originally drafted by the White Sox. Uh, he's been in the Diamondbacks organization the last little little while. I'm not sure if he's uh, sticking it out there because I, I think he played independent ball as well. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll see if Jake gets a little run. And then there's one other guy, not Jewish, so honorable mention in that regard. Uh, boom, I find this ready. very exciting. Yeah, and that is uh, Grandpa Alex Dickerson. Uh, you know, last seen playing for the Atlanta Braves. He's you know, been in the major leagues for the last seven, eight years, uh, who is not Jewish, but is married to a Jewish woman and is eligible to play for Team Israel because of that. That's uh, amazing. So he will he will be rounding out the outfield, I think, probably with Jock, uh, you know, another guy with great major league experience. So uh, excited to see him play, exciting to see him uh, be, you know, represent Team Israel, uh, despite presumably not having a ton of uh, affiliation with the country. So we did it. We did it. That was 30. We counted We counted a, a full Omer of uh, of Jewish baseball players. That is everybody. Um, that is that. That is quite the Omer. Yeah. Um, we should mention that the coach, you know, the manager of the team is Ian Kinsler, uh, you know, one of the greatest Jewish baseball players of the last generation. Uh, uh, you know, a many-time all-star, yeah, a, a sort of proud Jew. There's, you know, great video of him blowing the shofar. We'll find try and put that on our social media, you know, when this episode goes out for you. And a pretty solid bevy of, of uh, assistant coaches as well. Brad Osmus, um, you know, who obviously played very long, uh, very long major league baseball career uh, prior to becoming the manager of the Tigers and the Angels briefly. Uh, Kevin Euclid, you know, the Greek god of hit, uh, the Greek god of walks, as they say. Uh, hidden Josh coach. Zide, who, yeah, he's the hidden coach. Josh Zide, who is a mainstay for Team Israel, you know, was a huge part of the 2017. Uh, it was a 2017 uh, all-star, actually. 
Um, yeah, he made like the all WWBC team in 2017. Yep. Um, so he's going to be the pitching coach for the team. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think those guys are going to be a lot of fun. Like, I think, I think there's going to be a lot of, um, there's going to be a lot of like, you know, focusing on those guys just because like, you know, whoever's covering the games knows them uh, in all likelihood and knows, you know, knows that they're going to be interesting interviews, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um Sorry, I should mention as well, Jerry Naren, uh, who is, you know, long, he had been a manager, longtime coach, uh, you know, longtime bench coach, uh, sort of will be the sort of uh, veteran voice. He is not he is not Jewish, but he is a Christian Zionist and uh, I guess has, uh, you know, I, I, I guess to be a coach on the team, you don't actually have to be a member. Of That's the, my uh, Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt should play for the team as a Christian, as an evangelical Christian Zionist. I guess so. Uh, I think there, the story about Jerry Naren last year was he was signing. Um, I can't remember what it was, but he was filling out the the roster cards with. Uh, he was putting Shalom on it. Is that right? I can't remember. I, I think Hebrew so. Or he was doing some sort of card, Hebrew right? thing. Right. So you know, I guess we got to take what we can get. Christian Zionist on the coaching staff. That's fine. Uh, we're excited to see how it goes. So that is the roster. Um, I want to just talk a little bit about the, the World Baseball Classic itself, so what we could expect. Um, part of what I think is so amazing about this thing is that all those guys we just named, guys who are you know organizational guys, uh, guys like Shlomo Lippitz who are running uh, wineries in Soho, they are going to be on a team that is facing in, in the preliminary, sorry, in, in the you know pool stage, uh, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, and Nicaragua. Uh, if you know anything about baseball, you know that that Dominican Republic team is comprised of like basically twenty. 25 all-stars uh yeah. you know the venezuela team has some of the best players in the league uh the puerto rican team has you know former mvps on it it is going to be hard hard coming in those first couple couple games these are not going to be teams that israel is going to have an easy time competing against no it's it's uh, there it's real competition this is but, the, this but is, it is competition that's what i'm saying it's so great like you get to see these guys have a chance to go up against these unbelievable players and, and, you know, try to strike them out just like any other baseball uh, matchup, you know, one pitcher, one hitter, you try Absolutely. to strike the guy out, you try to get him out. And and, and I, the team gets amazing. hot. They start, you know, Jock Peterson puts on the pearls. They start moving with some good vibes. Like anything is possible. I know we're all mm-hmm. going to be watching the, the, um, the first game I believe is uh, on Saturday, the 12th. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, um, right. and you know they the the Israel hats and jerseys have already sold out. They're already on the secondary market for upwards of seventy dollars. Um, yeah. We're going to be seeing a lot of sort of um, like a lot of spirit, a lot of ruach uh, mm-hmm. for for the team. You know, from this podcast and from all these other ones. Um, Saturday the twelfth at nine a.m. against Nicaragua. Um, you know, I'll be up watching early. Uh, you know, or Sunday the twelfth, I think it is. Sorry, my mistake. Sunday the twelfth at, at uh, twelve p.m. nine a.m. Pacific, twelve p.m. Eastern from Miami. Um, starting with Nicaragua and then up against Puerto Rico, the Dominican, and Venezuela in that order. So right. You know, so second this is, place, I think, in that bracket I, is not out of the question. They just got to win one out of the next out of the second three. Here's what I think is is Israel's secret weapon. All of their games in this opening round are taking place in Miami. Yeah. Uh, if you are a Jew in Miami and you care at all about baseball, go to some games. Like you can make it there. You can make it there to some games, support the team, support the squad. I think that having a cheering section there is going to be a big deal. Now, uh, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, Venezuela, uh, Nicaragua, even as well, 
probably pretty well represented in the Miami area too. Yes. Like, they're, 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 <laughs> you know, aside from traveling fans, like there is just a local community that is going to be there supporting. But if you are a Jewish baseball fan and you can make it to these games, I really, really encourage you to go, uh, you know, go check it out. Go watch Team Israel and support them. They're going to be a blast to watch. And, and you know, it's baseball. What could be better than baseball? It's, no, it's watching, yeah. you know, an all-star team of sorts playing another all-star team of sorts. It is guys who, who really care about this. Like you could see the emotions last time around. Uh, the guys who were on the 2017 that made it as far as they did. You know, this is great baseball to watch. The the second, you know, if Israel makes it on the 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 you know the quarterfinals, the the semifinals, all that, it's in Miami too. So there is a chance, you know, there is going to be a home crowd element uh, if Israel makes it on and is you know playing a team that doesn't necessarily have such a big fan base in Miami. Miami's about as home game as I think. Maybe New York. If it was in New York, right. it might be a little bit of a home game. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, the team is missing as we you know could have mentioned earlier, as we mentioned earlier, Harrison Bader in a previous episode um right. a new york jew who was unable to make it to the the tournament because of a sore back um but uh, uh it, it's about as close to a home game as we can get um there's sort of a large contingent of jewish sports media that's going to be down there um a lot of listeners of our show are going to be down there we're really happy that you're going to be there and we want to hear from you um exactly how the the tournament is going and and how much it's fun how how much fun it is um i also think you know of all of the teams visiting Miami, uh, you know, the closest Israel might just have like the oldest average audience. I think there's right. a lot of people in their 70s and 80s in Israel, a lot of people in their 20s and 30s in, in Miami too, but 70s and 80s who like their whole lives have dreamed about what a team of Jewish all-stars would look like. Like what if you got all of the major league players in, uh, you know, who are Jewish and put them on a team? It's about as close as we've ever gotten so far. And every time the team right. Israel plays in a tournament, you get closer and closer to that dream of like, you know, you're Max Freeds and your Alex Bregmans, you know, they're not playing on, on Team USA, but if they would choose to play on Team Israel instead, or, you know, Paul Goldschmidt is another example with, of Jewish heritage um, who could make it on the team. Just like if you got everyone together, Rowdy Telez, how good could they be? Um, yeah, that, that's a good point. I mean, I think the uh, ultimately the, the problem with the world, or I don't want to say problem, the, the, the fatal flaw of the World Baseball Classic is the time. You know, it is. it takes place in March. It overlaps with spring training. There are always guys who are going to say, you know, I just can't do it. I'm working on my routine. You know, these guys, for the most part, uh, you know, playing at the highest level of Major League Baseball are working on their stuff 24, sorry, 12 months a year. Uh, it's hard for them to take time off for this sort of tournament. And I don't know if there's a better time in the year for it uh, yeah. or a better way to do it, but... As it continues to grow, you know, this is exciting, I think, because it's the first one in six years. Uh, you know, it is the fr- it, we know that the tournament is back and it's going to continue on into the future. That I agree. That is what I want. I want a 2026 uh, World Baseball Classic or, or 2027, whenever the next one is, that does have Bregman and Freed and, you know, Stein, Metz and Geloff and, and uh, you know, some of these other young guys that we were talking about still on the team representing Team Israel. And, and you and, know, they've turned into all-stars. Matt Mervis, yeah, exactly. you know, or... Yeah, there's there's your 20 year olds and your 19 year olds are now your 23 year old superstars. Um, you know, Max yeah. Fried is a wily veteran who could coach the younger Jewish players about how great Sandy Koufax was. You know, you're a tricky lefty and no longer a, a World Series MVP. Well, I, I think we should probably leave it there. I think we've done a, a pretty comprehensive look at the World Baseball Classic and Team Israel. Um, I'm sure we'll be following along. So I do recommend that you check out our Twitter page while the game's going on. Probably be live tweeting and interacting with everybody uh, who also cares about this sort of stuff uh, on Twitter. So follow us at Men Um we're, we're brought to you as always by the Canadian Jewish News. Uh, you can find our podcast and articles and everything else at the cjn.ca, uh, produced by Michael. 
Freeman. Uh, thanks for joining us. Please like and subscribe to the podcast and rate and review us as well. Oh, 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 oh